everybody. This is Chuck Marlon with Strong Towns. Welcome to the podcast that we are we are tentatively calling the week ahead, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you're not. Your mic's not even turned up. Uh, Rachel Quidnow, are you there? I'm here. Hey, awesome. You hear yourself now? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Rachel, our uh, brand new uh, communications person, uh, in the Brainerd office today, and uh, we've we've kind of been chatting about doing this. A weekly look at all things going on in the Strong Towns universe. And now that you're on staff, I I think we're going to make this happen. Sounds good. Yeah. And and we're going to call it the week ahead. Is that all right? Works for me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're going to start out this week ahead with a little thank yous, right? Because we've got a bunch of new members and uh, we want to thank them for signing up, right? Yeah. Who do you got? So, really quick, we have Pat Kemp from Tampa Bay, Florida. Nick Whitney from Jacksonville, Florida. Nice. Eric Rogers, Kansas City, Missouri. A Kansas City. Okay, cool. I, it's amazing how many people we have from Kansas City, despite my, um, oh, what would you say? <laughs> Teasing them from time to time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got good geographic diversity. Yeah, here. I appreciate it. Uh, we also have Blue Weber from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Uh, one of Jason's friends, I'll ah, bet. All right. Yep. Uh, Chris Kennedy from Hanover, New Hampshire. And Tom Broderick from Norwalk, Connecticut. Seriously, I'm going to be in New Hampshire this week. Yeah. At the end of the week. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of nice to see. So, Chuck, let's yeah. do a little recap of the past week. Where okay. were you? Last what week. What happened? Um, last week I was in Salt Lake City. Uh, okay. Salt Lake City, Utah. And I was speaking at um, the Utah League of Cities uh, conference. And actually, I'll give you an embarrassing story. Um and this is really dumb because this is the second time this has happened to me, so I completely blame me mm-hmm. and not anybody else. When you enter an event like into Google uh, and you put times down, mm-hmm. it will put it in in the time zone that you're in unless you specify otherwise. Ah, right? Okay. So I entered the time in and, uh, you know, got on the plane and flew out there, and there's a time zone shift. Mm-hmm. And so. I was, it, it shifted the time in my Google calendar. And when I was there, uh, you know, I got up in the morning and, uh, you know, got all ready to go. And I had, I had ironed my clothes, everything. It was, and I, I thought I'll give myself plenty of time. So I'll get down there. And I, I like to go down ahead of time when I'm going to be speaking and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure the projector works and the, you know, the, the clicker works and the microphone works and, you know, get set up and say hi to people and that. Right. So I'm just getting ready to go down there and uh, and and do the kind of this pregame routine. And my phone rings and mm-hmm. it's the woman who's organizing the event. And she said, your session has already started. Where are you? Uh-oh. And yeah. And so I took off running down the hall. There's another woman mm-hmm. like running down the hall. I was like, are you Chuck? Yes, I'm Chuck. Well, your session's down here. And uh, I ran in and, it, you know, they had, I guess they had started and introduced me. And so I really wasn't that late. Mm-hmm. But of course I ran in and I'm, <gasps> you know, <laughs> and then there was no computer. Oh dear. So I think they thought I would bring my own computer and I just grabbed my thumb drive and ran down there. So then they had to find me a computer. So I'm talking while they're setting this all up. 
Um, so I thought I just totally blew this. It went really well. Good. The presentation went well. Uh, the conversation went well. And the, the cool thing about it is uh, we've been setting these up where you'll give a talk. Like like I did mostly like the curbside chat stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little bit of a break. And then we came back and did a two-hour afternoon session. And having that break time and then the longer Q&A, essentially, is really good because a lot of times people are... I won't say overwhelmed or shocked. Yeah, they're a little overwhelmed. They're like, you know, head explode kind of thing with the conversation. And then when they get a couple hours to think about things, the questions start to percolate a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get back together and do like the Q and A follow up, which was two. I mean, the two hours went by really fast, mm-hmm. and uh, that that was that was really helpful. So long day. Uh, kind of frantic in the morning with me being late, but uh, it worked out. And Utah, you know, this is like my fourth trip to Utah. The conversation there is really maturing a lot. I mean, there's a lot more people talking about this stuff and talking about it in ways that I think are, are really healthy. So, yeah, it's cool. Good. And yeah. were you able to meet any Strong Towns members there? Um, you know, we. <laughs> uh, yes. And no, I mean, we had scheduled a member meetup and uh, I was kind of embarrassed because, you know, we weren't, we weren't sure how many people were going to come, like three or four people at RSVP'd. Mm-hmm. It, it poured down rain. It was kind of nasty um, at the time and everything. And uh, it wound up to just be, you know, a very small room or a very large room with just me and like one other guy. Uh. Uh, and, and so, no, we didn't uh, have as much of a, of a turnout as we would normally have or, or are used to. Um, it's kind of a tough day of the week too to pull something like that off at lunchtime, you know. Yeah. Plus, a couple of our key guys, like Mike Christensen, who uh, came to the national gathering and is is really really active out there, uh, was out of town. As was uh, Mike Hawthorne, another guy who's really involved in CNU and and a, a member of ours who's like very very involved. Uh, a couple of our other members out there are students. And so, I mean, I'm guessing they were in class and had stuff, yeah, at school, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know Jason's going to be amping up those member meetups mm-hmm. in the coming months. Yeah. That's a big deal. So, what is on schedule for this week? What is on schedule you for this have week? a pretty busy week coming up. I do. Well, you're here today. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> exciting. Rode in on the Amtrak last night. Adventure, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um Tomorrow we are. Uh, I'm going to pick you up early in the morning because we're heading down uh, to the airport. Uh, I've got to go to Louisville, and as growing up, I would have said Louisville. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because that's how we'd say it from Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I have some cousins that live there, and they said, "No, that you just sound stupid when you say that. It's Louisville." Hmm. Which sounds stupid to me, but I'll accept it. You know, Louisville, that's how they say it. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Tomorrow I'm actually doing uh, a documentary film. There's this group down there that is doing a a documentary film on American development patterns. And they contacted me in August asking if they could come here to Minnesota and, and interview me. And my schedule in August was wretchedly full and we kind of got to talking and they said they were from Louisville, Kentucky. And I said, well, I'm going to be there this date. So I'm, I'm flying in basically early a day early to do this documentary. Um, this is the second documentary I've done and they're, they're, 
they're very interesting. Uh, you know, the way they shoot things. And I mean, I learned more about TV production than, than anything else. Mm. Uh, so we're going to do that tomorrow. Um, Wednesday we're having, and I, I don't think I'm actually, I think I'm like bound by a secret pact to not reveal like the, what we're doing. Um, they're having there's a there's a national summit going on of different organizations that are in spaces like related to strong towns and we're having a meeting to talk about how we can all work together um I know that we're not supposed to like tweet from it and we're not supposed to, it is a little bit like, you know, it's supposed to be like a free speech zone where you can say things and not be quoted and, you know, make promises that you don't have to keep or I, I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, like Lynn Richards will be there with the CNU. I think mm-hmm. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there'll be a bunch of other organizations that are going to be represented there. And that's kind of an all day and all day meeting, uh, to, you know, learn about each other and get to know each other and see how we can all work together. These are all organizations that are working nationally. So it's pretty cool. Sounds good. Yeah. And when we scheduled it this day, because the next day is our, uh, strong towns conference that we're putting on in coordination with the Kentucky, uh, main street, the Kentucky heritage association and their, which is their statewide main street organization. Uh, they contacted us, earlier this year and said, we, we really are interested in what you're doing. Our members are interested in what you're doing. Uh, we would like to do an entire conference based on what you guys are doing. Could you help us come up with an agenda? And, and, and we did. I mean, I'm, I think I have like eight hours of presentations on, mm-hmm. on Thursday and then we have, you know, extended Q and A's and, and get togethers and formal sessions, informal sessions that runs all day Thursday and half a day on Friday. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be, um, just an amazing opportunity. If, if people still have a chance to get to Kentucky, uh, on Thursday, you can, you can get in. I mean, they still have open you know, open registration and you can get in and, and, uh, and be part of that. It's going to be really fantastic. Then Friday, I'm actually flying to, um, Boston and then headed over to, um, Peterborough, New Hampshire, which is a little confusing because the following week I'm going to be in Peterborough, Ontario. <laughs> so two Peterboroughs, two weeks in a row, but, uh, in New Hampshire and I'm, I'm speaking at a conference there on Saturday and, uh, John Anderson is going to be there. Part of that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Joe Minicosi is also part of that. Although don't, uh, don't qu- Oh, Kevin Klinkenberg is going to be there. One of our, one of our other members. And, um, so it's going to be really fun. I'm uh, I'm kind of excited for that. And then I'm coming home Saturday night and see if my family still recognizes me. Sounds like a very full week. Yeah, <laughs> this is what we're you know we're in the middle of that travel season, so uh, we tend to have weeks like this uh, now, really till Thanksgiving almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, what's on the blog for today? I don't know. What are we doing this week on the blog? Let's see. Well, you had a post that went up today about dogma. I did. One of my like uh, pet peeves, almost. You know, it's you know this type, right? Like, I, I we get called in a lot to come and speak to audiences on all different parts of. The political spectrum. I mean, I, I've had people say, Chuck, we have a, we have a tea party problem here. Uh, will you come in and, and speak 
And I'm like, no, you, you don't have a tea party problem. <laughs> you maybe have a communications problem. Sure, I will come in. And, and we do those engagements and it, it goes really well. Uh, I've spoken at AFL-CIO events that have gone really, really well. Uh, I've, I get invited all the time to speak to environmental groups and climate change groups and uh, bike advocates and, uh, you know, I, I it, it, all over the political spectrum. Um, but I, I do struggle with, and I'm sure you have this hang up too. It's, it's really hard to, um, to speak to people who, as I, as I wrote in the piece today are like dogma first and think second. Um, now that's not to say that we all don't have our, our hangups, right? I mean, I have certain, you know, general assumptions that go into how I view the world and I'm sure that everybody does, but I'd like to think that I was, um, open-minded enough to, to chant. Well, I, I think I've proven that I am because I'm in a very different place now from an advocacy standpoint than where I started as an engineer 20 years ago. Um, I, I get frustrated with people who are unable to, uh, you know, intellectually challenge their own thinking and in a way defend their own thinking, uh, by being able to see uh, their, their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, I particularly been kind of frustrated the last couple of weeks with the uh, the O'Toole crowd, and I, I don't. I, I, am I just foolish? You know, did I did I actually think I could reach people over there? And you know, maybe that was a fool's errand. I never should have thought. You know, do I think too highly of my capabilities? If I think I can I can reach these people because they clearly don't want to be reached or have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wrote a little bit about some of my thoughts. Uh, you know, regarding um, kind of the the maybe maybe like the last bit of intellectual energy I'm going to spend on O'Toole and the whole you know echo chamber he's got going on over there. Hmm. I don't know. Did you read it? Did you have a chance to read it yet? Yeah, definitely. Did you? <laughs> I don't know. Am I off? No, I I agree with what you said in there, and especially I think the strength of the Strong Towns message particularly right now is that we're can appeal to people on all sides of the spectrum which is very rare these days especially with elections coming up a lot of times though when you say that and i i will say this as you know someone who probably was more political like you know 15 years ago i'm i'm really not today in terms especially in terms of like the national two party system i just i'm almost I'm almost to the point where I don't want to vote because I'm so like zoned out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say like we appeal to uh, you know people on both sides of the aisle, it's not because it's like a weak message, right? I mean, right. a lot of times people will water down everything they're going to say so they can have a broad appeal. Right. We can all agree that peace and love are good. Yeah, exactly. Like kittens are wonderful and babies are nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that we're not. I mean, you're you've been with us a long time as a as a member and a volunteer. Now, as a staff member, you know, as a colleague, um, we're not like milk toast, right? I mean, the appeal of Strong Towns is not that it, it, it appeals this broad spectrum because it's it's kittens and rainbows, right? Yeah, and it proves that. The issues that we're dealing with are more complex than just red or blue, right or left. Absolutely. Well, and I, you know, I, I hope that 
obviously next year is with the election and even I mean you can see it a little bit now too you know I got on the plane to go to Utah and in the airport CNN was like doing their pre-debate coverage and I Mm -hmm. thought oh interesting because I don't have cable and I've not watched the last presidential debate and I thought interesting um you know the debate's going to take place when I'm in the air and uh I will not there's another one that I won't watch but maybe when I get to a hotel I can catch a little bit of it on replay or whatever and when I got to the hotel there was still two hours left of the debate mm-hmm. and that meant you know flying from Minneapolis to Salt Lake City taking a vehicle to uh the hotel getting checked in getting to my room uh getting some food and then turning on the TV so I'm like wow like the whole conversation's getting drowned out by like crazy politics. That's what the next year and a half is going to be like, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, what else you got? Uh, let's see. What else is coming up this week? Um, I'm excited for a post from one of our longtime members, George Linkert from Mound, Minnesota. Operation More George, George. Yeah. He's like the original, um, you know, I, I realized that people were doing tactical urbanism and I was, you know, friends with Mike Lydon before this, but he was actually like the first guy in our movement who said, heck yeah, I can do this and kind of went out and, and did it. Yeah. Yeah. So that piece will be something to look forward to. What's he writing tomorrow? about? He is talking about uh, how his kids walk to school, which is unfortunately pretty rare these days. Yeah. And kind of how... He raised his kids to do that and uh, how it really works out for their family. So, Well, George is not only a character, uh, you know, kind of a fun guy, but also just a real sweet man. I, I really like him a lot. You got to meet him at the National Gathering, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Inspiring, wonderful, strong towns member. Yeah. He's awesome. All right. Yeah. And then uh, Jason's got some posts coming up. Uh, Grayson, of course. So, yeah, we'll see how the week unfolds. Yeah, I want to see if Grayson, um, what she's doing with the, uh, with the, 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 the seating and like the next chat, the next chapter in that saga, you know, puts out the, identifies the site, uh, goes out and puts out the seating, has it go like really well, um, has the guy get a little like ticked off, uh, retreats, you know. And uh, just, I just love her like upbeat attitude about the whole thing. Yeah, it seemed like she kind of made a new friend, sort of. Even yeah, this guy oh, evicted I mean, her chairs. Exactly, and you know, Grayson is obviously this like really special personality. Um, that story's been kind of fun, extra fun because I know her, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been neat to see her get. I mean, like City Lab ran a, a big profile of her and what she was doing, and it's just really cool because she is one of those like really special people who makes things happen. I just love, yeah, you know, I, I love, I love watching the stuff she does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing we wanted to cover in this little segment is what are you reading these days? Yeah, what's Chad? on the reading list? I don't, you know, um, I get people ask me all the time, like, what do you, you know, what are your book recommendations? And I'm always like, recommend the book I'm reading now. Because <laughs> if I wasn't going to recommend it, it's like I wouldn't be, you know, I'm always obsessed like with the book I'm reading now. I just, I started two books in the last week. I started one called The Selfish Gene. Hmm. which was written back in the 1970s and it's been updated a couple times since then. This one's on Audible, so it's an it's an audiobook and it's really strange because the there's a 
there's the author and then there's a, the narrator. So you have the person who reads it. And the way they've done it is that the person who is reading it, the, the narrator, um, is, is a, is a woman who reads the book from the seventies. But then there are all these like footnotes that wound up to be like put at the end of the book. And instead of having them at the end of the book where it would be kind of incoherent, the author is actually reading the footnotes as you go along. Interesting. So it makes the read a little disjointed, but also, uh, kind of, kind of like the way my mind works. Uh, so I really have found it. I really like it a lot. The selfish gene is a, uh, what I would say a, um, provocative take on, uh, like evolutionary, uh, biology. And it, it kind of challenges the survival of the fittest notion and looks at things like altruism, uh, in the, in, through the prism of, of, of kind of Darwin's theories. How do we, how do we pass on, uh, our our genes and essentially his thesis at least thus far has been uh, it's not individuals who are selfish it's not um, you know societies that are selfish it's it's the genes themselves that desire to be passed on and sometimes altruistic behaviors are the best method to have that happen so it, mm. the book so far has just been utterly fascinating like I can't stop listening to it um very, very good. I also just started, and I, I, I can't remember the name of this book. It's a Kindle. Um, it's one of the free books. It's a Kindle Unlimited collection. Not free. You pay every month, but you get however many books you can devour. Uh, it's on uh, D-Day from the perspective of the Germans hmm. who were there. And I've only gotten through one chapter so far, but it was this German soldier who was uh, – you know, positioned uh, basically along one of the beaches and what he went through during that day. And it's harrowing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we, we get so much of history through our own lens and through our own viewpoint uh, to actually get a history from someone who's like the enemy, right? Uh, It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a brand of history you don't often get. And D-Day is one of these such historic moments. The idea that, uh, you could explore what it was like for you know the side that you've never read. To me, just seemed like a fascinating thing, and the book has been fascinating so far. So, cool. I'll try to find the name of that one and and get it to you. All right. All right. Well, I think that is all we have for this little podcast segment. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll we'll try to. Uh, Try to do one of these every week now, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And just let people know like what's going on. We we won't uh, we won't short you on the uh, the other regular podcasts we do, but I think if we can uh, if we can keep people kind of up to date on on the events going on around Strong Towns, uh, keep people in the know, uh, we'll all be good, right? Definitely. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Talk to you later this week. Keep doing what you can to build strong towns. Uh-huh.